Welcome to the Rich Relationship Podcast with Gil and Renee, where amazing things happen. Our goal is to help build, repair, and restore healthy relationships. Learn to walk in the power of empathy. And you know, why is empathy overlooked? You know, we put this scripture here to share with you. You want to read that? Yeah. Share each other's burdens and with this way, obey the law of Christ. If you think you are too important to help someone, you are only fooling yourself. You are not that important. And so I think a part of the reason why empathy is overlooked and, you know, a really good way of um, we put on the course we have, uh, we actually put on there an empathy quiz. Because sometimes we can think that we're empathetic and it's because we're comparing ourselves to another person. And so when you look at this, it kind of gives you a really good way to kind of gauge where you are. And one of the things that really helped me to understand is an indicator that you might have a low level of empathy is that if someone is sharing with you something that makes them happy, that they're happy about, that they're excited about, and then you make the decision to tell them about how you did something that was better than what they did, that is an example of you putting yourself before them and you trying to make it about how important you are. And so the way empathy works and the way it looks in a different situ- situation is, is that you can rejoice with people and not feel like you have to share yours. You can be sad with them and be okay with the fact that you might have to cry and you might have to stop. And so it's, it's really the, the epitome of being God's hands and feet in the earth. And so that's what empathy really looks like. You know, and another reason why it's overlooked is we mentioned it a little bit before. I call it autobiographical living. Mm-hmm. You know, we have all had experiences in our lives when we were single and when before we had the significant other in our life in whatever capacity that is, whether it's boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, whatever. We are have experiences that we've gone through, and that's going to be your vantage point of how you're going to actually live and see and play out, even in your relationships. Again, you can't give something that you really don't have inside of you that you haven't properly identified and are even consciously aware of. You know, that's what we call it, the autobiographical living. You know, we talked about it and we'll talk about it later as far as we talk about autobiographical communication. But autobiographical living is kind of when you ever had those experiences where you're living through your past. You haven't made rightful connection as far as, well, why do I do what I do? Now I have to understand that I'm still living through maybe some of the hurts and the pains and some of the things that you experienced before you're in this current or future relationship that is causing empathy not to be really exercised. I think it's overlooked because we don't realize that the Bible says that in our weaknesses he's made strong. That in order to be first, we have to be last. In order to be at the top, we gotta be at the bottom. And so in order to really be able to be like Christ, we have to take on the very essence of what made him do what he did. And it was kindness and it was compassion and it was patience. Those are the things that knit empathy together. And so in this day and age, empathy just isn't cool. It doesn't, it wouldn't appear to be cool. And so we have to not allow um, the world standards or our society to shape us. We have to be shaped by the nature and, and essence of who Christ is. You know, in the beginning, my default reaction, my default response when I was supposed to be exercising empathy was to respond with motions that weren't really applicable to the situation. And I think sometimes it, I think it was more so instead of letting me feel you were trying to fix. And that's what I was getting at. 
sometimes as us as men, we automatically want to give the answer. We're problem solvers by nature. That's how God designed us. It's easier if our spouse was to come to us with a situation or a problem that they're experiencing. Sometimes they're just coming through the vent. Sometimes they're just coming to to talk to us. But I was going to my default, which was just give the answer. Give her the answer. Give her what I thought she should do. That's not exercising empathy because we talked about it already. You have to listen to understand before you can provide any kind of sense of direction or any kind of input towards what's actually been going on. And I know for me as a woman, I wasn't very empathetic to the fact that he wasn't empathetic. I think that sometimes we have gift projection. Well, because I'm empathetic and because I understand his feelings that I expect for him to automatically understand mine. So I think that as women, our issue with empathy is that our expectations get us in trouble because we expect that because I can do this and because you know, everybody I'm around, which all mostly for me growing up, I was around women. Mm-hmm. So God showed me, how do you expect him to ever learn how to deal with your feelings if you don't share it with him? You can't keep sharing your feelings with people who already understand feelings and then wonder why he doesn't know how to do it. And so I think that it, on both sides, we can bring um, growth areas to a relationship and we have to be able to look at what did I do? You know, what could I have done different? And so I know for me, my area of of not developing empathy was extending it to him. You know, I wanted him to give it to me and I demanded it, but I wasn't extending empathy to him by understanding that he just doesn't know. You know, there are certain things that men just are not equipped with. And so to expect for a man to be a woman is really not displaying empathy. So do you walk in empathy? Yes, this is rhetorical. Everyone can answer to themselves. (laughs) We expect you to. You know, when it comes to here, just like some of the things we actually put on here, these are indicators and signs that maybe you are walking in empathy. Just like Renee mentioned, she there's a little assessment that we we're big into assessments because you have to know where you are to get to where you want to be. You have to accurately know where am I at today. If you're going on a trip and you were going to need a map to get you to a place, you have to know where you're starting at. And by knowing where you're starting at, it's going to help you get to your destination. So this is what we're kind of talking about. Do you walk in empathy? The first one we already mentioned is, do you listen well? If you don't listen to your significant other, it goes both sides. This is a two-way street. It's not just men. It's not just women. You are the individual that you have to ask, do I listen well? If I don't listen well, or if I find myself talking more than I'm listening, It's impossible for you to understand without the listening element attached to what's going on. So that's the first indicator. And one of the things I love about God, you know, you can't talk and you you can't talk and think at the same time. You can either think or you can talk, but you can't do both. And so if you're listening to understand, you have to be quiet. God made it where your mouth and your head, you got one has to be turned off. Can't have them both one at the same time. So it's important that we understand we owe it to our relationships. And not just, I mean, with our children, with our coworkers, to take the time to be quiet and hear the other person out. Because, I mean, until they're done and then be able to, in your own mind, repeat back what they said so you can make um, you sure that you understand what they're saying. Because that you may miss one thing that was really their whole thing. But if you're in a rush to respond, then you're not listening to understand. And I would even add on to that, not only just the listening part, you have to be present. 
You know, we have the default society now. I don't have my phone in front of me, but what are we doing? We're actually on the phone while your significant other's trying to bring something to you or Pull talk to heart. you or, yeah, or, or even share with you <laughs> whatever's going on. And if you're on the phone or not focused on what's being said, you're not listening and you're not exercising. Being this, as far as walking in empathy, this is a conscious choice that you have mm -hmm. to make, especially if you haven't been doing this or some of the things that we're actually sharing with you tonight. If you're not doing these things, it's not going to be your default response. It's going to be the thing that you do last. And we don't want it to be last. We want it to be the first response that you do and maybe break away from some of the old habits that may not be as productive. Yeah. I love the other one. I am slow to overreact. I can remember a time in my life where if I spilled something, I would lose it. I would just, I would be enraged. But it wasn't because I spilled something. It's because of what was inside of me. Whatever bumps you is not the problem. It's what's inside of you. And so it wasn't until I started realizing that I'm angry inside, you know, I'm, you know, something happened. It wasn't intentional. You know, do you automatically assume that someone's trying to hurt you or someone's trying to take advantage of you? Or do you understand that sometimes things, people just may be having a bad day? So next one, I take actions when others are in pain. That is where we want to get to. That is the spot that you want to, to default to, because when you do that, that's where you're exercising what I would say is the empathy muscle. You're actually trying to understand, but you're actually trying to can make a connection with what someone else is going through with your own emotions to attach it to theirs. So if somebody's going through sorrow, do you know what sorrow feels like? Yeah. If somebody's going through loneliness, do you know what that feels like? If some of these emotions are kind of alien to you, like they were for me in the very beginning, and, and it's, a, it's a journey. I'm telling you, it's a journey because it's not was it was not my norm. You know, you have some men who are emotionally in tune. And if that is you, kudos. I mean, you can help a brother out, help <laughs> other people out, because that is a gift. Because if you are already empathetic in how you walk out in your everyday life, that is something that you've got to share with not only your spouse, but with someone else. Yeah. And, you know, I think it's a part of it that we have to understand. Like, I love that you said it is a muscle. All the things that really matter in life are probably the things that are invisible, the things that we overlook, and the things that it requires us doing something that makes us feel uncomfortable. Because it doesn't make you feel comfortable when things happen to first look at yourself. It's easier when things happen to look at the other person. And so empathy is, it really helps you to always say, how can I put the other person first? And what, you know, who are they? What happened to them? Where do they believe that? And why do you know, you got to start thinking about the, not just yourself, but how can I really be, a, be God's hands and feet by taking into consideration what they've gone through? So just remember that your level of understanding when it comes to walking in empathy is going to be directly tied to where you are in your empathetic muscle. Yeah. If you're deficient, let's start working it out. If yeah. you have areas that you need to grow in, let's start working it out. If you are already there, start sharing it with yeah. others. The, the power of empathy. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. So why would you think it's like angry? So that's James 1, James 1 and 19. 
it's amazing how knitted into all the things that God has called us to do, mm-hmm. it requires that we have empathy. You can't extend grace without empathy. You can't be slow to speak and quick to listen. All these are action words. These are all things that are ways to tell us because um, the Bible says that there's a, a, a there's a way to seem right to man, but it leads to destruction. So many times, you know, we have a form of godliness and we deny the power thereof. The power of God is not in our ability to be spiritually, um, uh, look spiritual, but it's in our ability to be patient and kind and loving and a good listener and to, to be able to not to be quick to get angered. And so that's the power of empathy is the ability to not let anger and our words and our um, being unaware of what's going on around us to keep us from getting closer in relationships. You know, one of the things that we have shared with others and we'll share with you guys tonight, information unrequested is information unreceived. What does that mean? When you're trying to exercise the power of empathy over someone, first, there has to be that need that is identified with the person who is actually seeking or has a need for empathy. But if you just automatically voluntarily just start providing information to them, it's not going to be received very well. So you want to keep that in mind when it says here, be quick to listen, slow to speak. Those are things, that's how you exercise it. That is the power that comes with empathy, not being so quick to just give that advice or give the direction or give the correction or give the things that you think they should do. Well, we have to first be listening for what is God telling me to do in this situation, not only with my own emphasis on the emotional side, but with what the other person is experiencing. And, you know, one of the things I know that the Lord really helped me with was he helped me to understand that the Bible says that you win your husband with your conduct and your conversation. So my behavior had to change, but my conversation is to the Lord. And in many cases, we think that we're supposed to tell him to make him change and then constantly tell him he needs to change. But when when is that ever put on me? So I've realized that in my walk with God that it's always about me doing the changing and me communicating to God and talking to him about the areas where I need to grow. Because just like with everything else, anything you want to grow, you have to feed it. And anything that's going to grow is going to take time. And a part of, I wrote in the note, you know, that it, it's time for us to mature. It's time for us to grow because we're all changing. But what are we turning into? If we're not becoming more like the eight, nature and the essence of God, then we're just growing. We're just, time is just going by, but we're not really maturing. And so empathy is one of the greatest ways to really detect someone's maturity. Your level of empathy is a great indicator, not just of your spiritual gifts because the Bible says that the spiritual gifts are going to pass away but the ones that are I mean the gifts of the spirit are going to pass away but the fruits of the spirit are going to live forever so if we're living our lives for empathy and grace and love and joy and peace and goodness and all of those things then we're, we're, we're living for something that's eternal and so we just want to encourage you to understand that the power of empathy is the ability to be a good listener listen to understand um, it's to be able to not be not be quick to get angry about something. But sometimes things, people do things, it really has mm-hmm. nothing to do with us, has something to do with maybe that might be going inside of us, inside of them. And if our empathy is where it should be, if it's growing, the things that are going around you, they won't get you so riled up 
because of what's inside of you. And if your response is some of the phrases that we wrote down in the workbook that you can read about, and I'm just going to share a couple of them with you because they're so important, because if this is already in your vocabulary, if you find yourself using these types of phrases and words and things that you're saying, you might have to look at this scripture in a different context. Get over it. Just move on. Why do you feel that way? Just let it go. And my favorite, the catchphrase of it all, whatever. Those are the types of phrases that you have to use as markers to say, those are the polar opposites of you trying to understand and you trying to listen. And that's the polar opposite of this, this scripture that we're just sharing with you. So if you find yourself with those vocabulary words, just keep in mind that you have to do something different. Yeah. Because a part of it is that if we say we want to become like Christ, then we have to become like him. And that's not just going to church on Sunday. That's not just reading the Bible. It's that the Bible would transform our lives and our heart. And so when you think of what is the evidence of empathy, um, it's your pain in my heart. It's that when you're out and you hear someone talking about a need that you need it. It's that when your husband or your child or your coworker does something that seems out of character for them, you stop and say, hey, are you mm -hmm. okay? You know, I noticed that, you know, you've been clenching your jaw, you know, is there something going on with you? You know, how are we, because, you know, one of the things with you and I, I learned the Lord taught me with him. I don't ask him how he feels. I asked him, what are you thinking about? What's going on in your mind? And that helped him to learn to connect his feelings. But it, it's, it's learning to extend empathy and learning to be in a relationship with the opposite sex requires you doing some your own self-examination and realizing that if I'm so wonderful and I have it so together, why isn't the person that's closest to me getting better? So husbands, your wife is a reflection of you. And wives, your husband are a reflection of you. And so we should be mirroring something that's better because the purpose of being in relationships, you know, we talk about, we go to, we go to warm places. You know, y'all, you know, we always talk about being hot, but we try to go to places where people are honest, open, and transparent, where the people where we enjoy their company and they help us to get better. And so that's what we want to be. We want to be a warm place. And empathy is the greatest way make us a warm place where people want to come you know and one of the actionable items that you can actually take away from this is the evidence of empathy is when you look for opportunities to take action look for those times and those situations to say oh i get to practice this now because my significant other is sharing something with me first i'm gonna stop and listen yeah. i'm not going to give a solution i'm not going to give an answer i'm not going to give a response i'm just going to listen and then try to feel what they're feeling because you may be surprised that the very thing that you thought would be a good piece of advice may change after you feel a little bit of what they're feeling and try to tap into that. And you may come up with something that is totally different than what you thought was a good idea. And so I guess the greatest way to explain empathy, empathy is not about giving solutions and empathy is not about you always making sure that when someone shares a sad story, you share one or if they're happy, you want to share your happy story too. Empathy, empathy really is about the ability to put another person before yourself in a way that may make you feel uncomfortable. But if you're being uncomfortable, allow someone else to feel comfortable, then that is what we're called to do. And empathy is really something that I think that if more of us understood the power of it, we would be pursuing it and we would be trying to develop it and we'd be trying to cultivate it. 
because it is, it's a gold mine of what really makes relationships really flourish. It, it is such a, a, an important skill, emotion, tool, whatever label you gift. want to put, <laughs> gift, whatever you want to put on it that's that you can actually apply to your relationship. And we guarantee you that it's going to change the dynamics of how you see each other, because that is the goal. Just like you guys coming and sharing your time with us, and we really appreciate it and we applaud you. This is the time that you are actually working on your marriage, because there should never be a time when our spouse doesn't have someone that they can go to that can understand them, that will listen to them, that will empathize with them to get to a place where the two shall become one. God put you together for a reason because there was things in you that she needed and, and things in him that you needed. So if you find that you're at odds right now, if you may be going through, this is not a part of what the teaching, but this is just something that I really feel God is just pushing on right now is there are times where you are at odds in with each other. This is where the empathy, empathy can come in and play a, a dramatic shift and it can shift the things that you're going through right now because it forces you to move outside of yourself yeah. and try to experience and feel what someone else is feeling. This person that God has gave you that is the closest to you to help them become all that they can be that you can also be. And I think a part of this understanding that just like with everything else, all the things that really matter are uncomfortable and they take time and they take us being willing to set aside the way we used to do things. Because if we continue to do things the way we used to do them, we're going to continue to get a new result. And so these are the habits and the principles and the things that God has taught us that, you know, instead of having to do 30 years of serving, you have a resource that we've done that and we realize that when couples don't really develop and cultivate empathy, when they don't really practice on it, when they don't see it as the more excellent gift, when they don't see it as something that they should be pursuing in their marriage, then the relationship can really very easily take a turn for the work. You know, and the questions that we put in the workbook for this week are all designed to help you tap into that empathy and try to exercise it. You may fly through them. We actually put them in there because this is your time. This is your personal time that we have noticed that when you take the time to really examine your own heart and your own emotions and your own feelings and things like that, you're going to start learning things, not only about yourself, but also about your spouse. You're going to start seeing things different. And when you do that, you're going to start behaving and acting differently. Yeah. And so this is, this page is up. Um, it actually explains to you that um, if you go to the website, we're going to show you how to do that. Um, but after we, we're going to show you how to do everything, how, where, where everything is, how to get to the website, how to get to the course information. And then we're going to, um, we'll actually go off um, camera and then we'll actually, we'll have some time of Q&A so you guys can ask questions or put in prayer requests. Again, you want to, you don't have to put yourself on the screen. You can put your information in, in the chat box or you can send us an email, but this kind of just shows you where everything is on the website. And, and Specifically, we're going to show you where this actually matters when you want to do it from a private perspective. If you have questions that you want to bring up to our attention that we want to address and we want to get with you with, this is where you're going to actually put that information in. And we're going to stop recording right now. So we hope I'm you enjoyed the, the, the session. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We're so we're going to keep going there. Yeah. So we can so show you where everything is at. So we can have it on recording. So if anybody doesn't see it, it'll be on there. 
So this kind of shows you ways to connect with us. And we're going to share a different page. Now we're going to show you guys our desktop, just so you are making sure you have all the resources and you know where everything is. And we want to make sure you have access to everything. Let me click over here. Let me minimize. So stay with us, guys. We're going to show you how to get to the course because the course is not just you guys coming here to be on Zoom with us. It's also a physical website that you're going to go to. And it's where all of the videos are housed or all the content is housed. And so um, when you signed up. So go ahead. So when you signed up, drive. I'll okay. drive so when you signed up, you actually signed up at Rich Relationship Refuge at thinkific.com. And so you all have a username and you always have you all have a password. And so if you go to the website at Rich Relationship Refuge at thinkific.com, and you guys are in either right now we're doing the one that's code. So when you go to the course, this shows you there's going to be a video. Um, once you actually go through the video. There's a little button right here at the very bottom. At the bottom, it's going to say next, but show them the content. So for every, there's videos there um, and then all of the content. So if you don't have a workbook yet, like some of you guys don't, you can download this week's version of the workbook. It's there. We also have a podcast. And so to give you something to listen to, to meditate on, we have a podcast episode there. And then after you do that, you're going to click next. Oh, continue. Continue. And it's going to take you to the next wow, segment. Wow. So, so far, this is all of the content for week one. We did prayer salvation. Um, you guys will always have access to this. So if you want to share with other people, you can. Um, you can let them see it that, that from your computer. You're, you're free to do that. Again, we have this the same thing that weeks. And then there's a different podcast episode. And so then this is the last. So we try to break it down into three segments so that you don't have to sit there for a whole hour and listen to the, the entire um, course and so it's like that for each of the sessions and then if you go to the website this is richrelationshipsus.com and don't worry we're going to put all this in the chat and yeah. the information we're going to send it out to you guys but it's so going to be on the site it's going to be on the site yeah that you can navigate to if you want to actually apply the uh the password and everything that you've seen here in the teachings at the end so you actually go to the about us section you go to the refuge page tab and this is going to bring you at the very beginning to here and once you actually are here is that's where you would actually put in the password so you go to refuge down there well you're already logged oh in. i'm sorry i'm already logged yeah, in he's already logged in but the, the password we showed you on the other screen which is safe place um, if you hit go to the website go to about us scroll down you're going to see the refuge this is a place where if you guys want to leave questions or comments the only person that can see it is us. So people can't see other people's comments or you feel free to send us an email at richrelationshipsus.com. Feel free to give us a call at 404-936-1642 or a text message. Because a part of it is that the more accountability, the more support we have, the more likely we are to grow and change. And you can't do, you can't become a new creature in Christ doing the old thing. Some of the things we're expect, talking to you about it's not going to feel natural. It's going to feel a little bit unnatural. It's going to feel a little bit uncomfortable. But in order to grow, we got to be stretched. We got to be pulled. And we got to be taken out of our comfort zone. So that's going to be all on the website. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this session. Of Thank you for listening. Thank you for your investment in time. Remember to subscribe to the show and hit the notification icon to be notified when new episodes are posted 
on the podcast platform that you're listening from. Or you can always find us on our website at richrelationshipsus.com or our YouTube channel, Rich Relationships with Gil Renee. If you found this podcast helpful or you think it could help someone that you know and care about, please pass it along and share it with them.